Hello, and welcome to Call Bank Sports. Uh, I got another view. This one probably looks really similar to the one you're used to. Uh, I might change it up a few times. Like I said, I just moved into a new apartment, so I'm trying to figure out what direction my desk should go. <laughs> uh, but last week, as promised, we did mention that we'll have a giveaway coming. We'll, we have one, and we have some more coming in the future, so make sure you stay tuned. We have these jazz hats. We have four of them, if you can't see. And... For this video, we just wanted to start think, start this giveaway season off uh, by if this video gets 22 likes um, for the 2022 All Star Game and future 2022 Jazz um, World Champions. That that one's probably a bit presumptuous, but we'll roll with it. If the video doesn't get 22 likes, that's not going to happen. So, like, if you're a Jazz <laughs> fan, you kind of have to like the video now. But if the video gets 22 likes, we will. Uh, a random commenter will be awarded with one of these hats and we'll just like make sure you if you comment make sure you check our replies um because and and we'll say because i don't want to like if let's say it gets 22 likes in like two years from now and someone random gets that 20 second like we'll say by the time we record next video we'll check it then if we have 22 <laughs> likes a random commenter gets the hat uh, if we don't get 22 likes don't worry we'll we have more giveaways coming you'll have a chance to win these hats we're not keeping them like uh, for for, <laughs> I don't know. I I really like the blue one. Um, I I really like like the so, light blue one. But yeah. So Nate, please, you uh, need to go comment on the video so I'll, you can yes, win it. I, I will comment <laughs> on the video. Um, Dale and I will not enter into this video. But please make sure to also have liked and subscribed. Um, to be able to win, we'll pull a random commenter, but they will also have to have liked and of uh, the video and subscribe to the channel. But let's get into it. Um, we were going this week. We were thinking about what we wanted to talk about. And with the trade deadline being so recent, we really wanted to take a look at kind of where the Jazz are going to be in the future with their contracts and salaries and um, what options the Jazz are going to have this upcoming offseason and things like that. So um, do you want to start off, Dale? Yeah, we uh, just brief for news with the Jazz. We know the Jazz had a winning streak going, which is really exciting. <laughs> they had a heartbreaker against uh... the Lakers. We have the All-Star break coming up. We have two Jasmine in the All-Star game. So that's all exciting. This is all stuff you know. We thought we wanted to look at the long term because the Jazz have been, for several seasons now, have been right on the edge of they've been a really good team. Have they really been a contender? I think last year most people kind of put them in the contender race. This year a lot of people are putting them maybe in the dark horse category. Um, and so we wanted to look at the long term. What... With the Jazz roster, the contracts that we have, what are the options that the Jazz have? What are we looking at? Because as contracts get bigger and bigger, obviously the salary cap gets bigger. But we're looking in 2025, which I know is several years down the road, if both Mitchell and Gobert accept their op- their player options, the Jazz will only have those two players under contract as of this point, And that's $84 million right there. That and, is over half the cap right there. Well, and I mean, to get into it, something we're going to discuss a tiny bit is that's also the year where the NBA is going to sign their new um, TV deal. So the cap is going to skyrocket that year. So it's not as bad as it looks um, from that perspective, at least. But when we're looking at next season where, you know, the Jazz are currently about seven and a half million dollars over the projected cap and you can um, drop Juan Hernan Gomez and that's going to be fine. It's going to get you there, but it's not necessarily the most ideal 
scenario there since then you're sitting and you can't sign any new players you can only sign people at the minimum you can't go out and sign players um for more lucrative deals and it's going to be interesting to see what the jazz are going to do it's kind of to the point where if it's not the team the jazz currently have it looks like there's going to have to be some big trades and that's not something the jazz are really known for like the they've never um really been known for trading like big important guys i mean what would the jordan clarkson trade was the jazz getting off of exum's deal that wasn't like a big player you did get off some um you did give up some decent players to get mike conley but even then it wasn't like they weren't necessarily key rotation guys you you lost you did lose um crowder i believe in that deal and that was probably the biggest name you lost since it was a rubio for conley swap if we're being honest but like, what are the Jazz going to be able to do, and how is Danny Ainge um, being with Utah going to kind of impact the level of deal that they're willing to make? Yeah, I I think there are two big questions we need to ask, and the Jazz need to ask themselves. Um, the first is, do are, like are they going to build a championship contender with Mitchell and Gobert? And that's a tough question to ask. As, as Jazz fans, like we love Mitchell and Gobert. I'd love to see them stay around, but with how the salaries are going, is it realistic to say that duo, we can build a championship roster around them? And so yeah. if, if that's a yes, the next question they have to ask is, what kind of roster do we need to put around Mitchell and Gobert in order for it to be a championship roster? Do you need another like uh, all-star, close-to-max kind of player? Or do you need a bunch of like just perfect fit role players around them? Like, and and what kind of role players do you need? So those are two big questions. Uh, we'll probably dig a little bit into it. I'm not going to say we have all the answers, but uh, that, that's kind of where the Jazz need to be. Looking Come on, at. Dale, have some confidence. We totally have all the answers. <laughs> the, if the we an- were hired right now, the Jazz would win the championship this year. We're not two college students just ranting on the internet. My first move would be signing Tracy McGrady out of retirement. <laughs> no, I, I think that those are some really interesting questions. And I do think the other question um, is in regards, like, if the Jazz don't think Donovan and Rudy are the um, are the answer, um, what can you actually get for them? And what's actually a feasible move, right? Since obviously you can get a lot for um, Donovan and you could get a, a lot for Gobert as well, depending on what deals you're able to find. But if those moves don't necessarily get you closer to a championship, I think it's better to keep them as long as you can and just hope something goes right rather than, you know, be a team that just continues to trade away their best players and can and can never actually get anything back and never takes any steps forward and is consistently um, taking steps backwards. Kind of like what I feel like the Kings did here. Um, over the trade deadline, like maybe um, Sabonis is going to bring some value, but I think more likely than not, you just gave up Halliburton um, with a really like big with a lot of future potential to kind of try to change things up. And it's going to not really net the Kings anything. Yeah, it's that's a tough because like future is like teams love building on potential. But like, um, just just look at look the Oklahoma at where, City Thunder for that. <laughs> if you need proof of that, I think the Jazz historically they draft more for potential than for current talent, and so they got really lucky with Stockton. Stockton was a potential pick. Guess who else yeah. was a potential pick? Exum. Exum was a potential pick, and that didn't ca- like play out. So I think 
I wonder if the Jazz are looking at it like saying, hey, we have something great now. And if you're trading Gobert or Mitchell, like unless there's just a disgruntled star that's better than them, which there aren't many players better than them in the league. So yeah, that, that's and and if there's a disgruntled star, they're not probably not going to want to come to Utah. So unless you can somehow get like a Jokic or Embiid or a player of that caliber, <laughs> which is almost impossible, I think the if if they decide to move on from either Mitchell or Gobert or both in like some huge move, really the only option is getting a bunch of great potential players, like young players yeah. who can so not thinking, draft picks. And I I like and, and th- well, that's what you're saying, not draft picks. I would and, need there to actually be names. Yeah, you would need something they were trying. you need players that are like you know they're good and you think they can be a lot better, uh, and you probably want draft picks with it. Yeah. And so if if they make that move, what the move would be in my imagination, and this is why I don't think they'll make it because it's so risky, is and maybe they'll do it in a few years if Gobert starts getting injuries more like earlier in his career, he's kind of injury prone. And so if that kind of happens, maybe they'll make this down the road. But right now, they would probably end up trading Gobert. He's the older player. He's getting towards the tail end of his prime. Mitchell is just entering his prime. So then you trade Gobert for a lot of young talent and you move the timeline from the Jazz instead of right now. You you move it to the future a few years. It's risky, though, because you need to keep Mitchell for that long. You need to keep Mitchell. If you trade Gobert, like what team is going to have a bunch of young talent that you want and what team is going to give up a bunch of young talent? for a center in their 30s that you have to build your entire roster around. So yeah. Gobert is a great player, but he's a really tough piece to trade. Uh, his salary is huge, and he needs to be with the, with the right roster to be effective. So I, and, I think they're keeping Mitchell and Gobert unless some huge injuries come up or someone's disgruntled or something like that. I think it's... Yeah, there uh, could theoretically be that. Now. There could be that deal that is just so good that you couldn't say no. Yeah. And I do think that Gobert is an, one of the top, you know, 20 players in the league. Um, but at the same time, like you're right, you do need to have your roster built around him. And you mentioned Exum and oh, it's just so painful to think about Exum. Like what if he had actually panned out and the Jazz had like a defensive minded, like star point guard on the team right now? Like that would well, just be. And he brings side. And, Ex- and he brings. Oh, yeah. Like I don't want to get into. XM is what Ben Sim- like XM's potential is what Ben Simmons is now. So yeah, imagine having like a, a Ben shorter, Simmons on the but, team right now. Yeah. But that would I, I you know for all the good things and none of the bad things, but that would be it's disappointing to see that pick, you know, not pan out the way it could have. But can't just reminisce, Jazz have to move forward and I do think it's really interesting like they have a lot of money tied up. Um I think we might see a trade this off season. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know who it would be with. I and it's going to be hard. I'm not always necessarily a fan of trades because I have to feel like we're getting a lot better from it for it to be worth it. But of course, both teams have to be happy with what's going down in the trade. And like, where who could you um trade Boyan for? You know, do you somehow work out a deal sending some picks to Charlotte and trade Bo, Boyan for um? I, I like nobody, nobody come at me in the comments, but like <laughs> Gordon Hayward, <laughs> I mean, which I think could be a great signing potentially. And so there are definitely trades and I don't even know if that trade works from a salary um standpoint. Hmm. Hayward's but, getting paid a lot. 
Yeah, he is. And maybe you can make some stuff like that work. Like maybe you keep Juan and you package him in that deal, but I don't know why you have um, the Hornets doing that. And that's the thing is it's so easy to come up with trades that as a jazz fan, I want to see, and I want them to make, it's really hard to come up with trades that the other team will actually make. Um, because it's, it was like when, um, when the Rudy Gobert trade rumors were going around and they're like, yeah, maybe, um, we can package up, um, Thice and smart to send to Utah for Gobert. And it's like, like what, what, like, you you realize that Utah has to want to make that trade, right? Like this is not a realistic trade. So that's that's the question: who wants what we have, and who has what we want, and and that the Jazz can actually line it up. Here's what I would, um, just thinking of the players that may be available in the near future that would actually make the Jazz, like would be the a good move for the Jazz. Yeah, and like there's a lot of stars where I'm just like. There's no way they're leaving their team anytime soon. Or their older stars like Chris Paul would be great, but his salary's <laughs> never gonna work and we only get him for like two two good years of Chris Paul. So Yeah. And why uh, would he, you know, uh, move twelve hours north when he's doing as well as he is in Phoenix? But yeah, so, I get what so, you're saying. So that's not that's not a smart move at all. Um probably for either side. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. but I'm just thinking around the league, I know like I think Jalen Brown might be the best player that's like a big name that the Jazz could wait for. Like, um, this is why I I don't think the Jazz should be hasty to make a move to make a move. Because I think the Jazz should be patient. They have a good enough roster that maybe they can make it run to the finals with how how it is now. Like we're saying with the roster, it's probably going to get tougher and tougher because of all the money we have tied up. But the Celtics aren't performing as well as they should. Um, people are talking, hey, we need it should be Jason Tatum's team or Jalen Brown's team, and the other one needs to move. The Celtics are going to hold on to Tatum rather than holding on to Brown. I think that's what most people would agree with. Uh, I think Tatum's a more talented player. I personally like Brown a little bit more. I think uh, he, he brings more, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's like really nitty gritty. But I think that would be an awesome move for the Jazz. He's the exact kind of player the Jazz would like. He's best friends with Donovan Mitchell. Um, so I, it would be tough to get him. You'd have to trade a lot. You'd be looking at trading Bojan and Conley or Bojan and Clarkson. And uh, you might have to get a third team in there just to pick up some picks. But I I think if they're looking at, hey, this build around Mitchell and Gobert, you need to look for players like that because I don't think, like, I don't know, like, we have one of the best three-point shooting teams already. What kind of players do you need around yeah. Mitchell and Gobert to make it a championship team? I think well, you probably need the third, an uh, obvious third option. And right now it's like, is it Conley? Is it Bojan? Both of them are feel more like fourth, fourth or fifth options than actual third yeah, options. than actual third options. And I really like that since that feels like, you know, an actual move that would help the jazz in the future. And like you said, not just a move for the sake of making a move. Like I know a lot of people were talking about the jazz trying to get, um, Holmes from the Kings, which first eh, of all, like, I don't I think like him. Have... I don't think he fits. No. And that's the thing. Like it would have been a move for the sake of making a move. I don't think it would have actually helped the jazz win a title. Um, and 
the teams that make moves for the sake of making moves, sometimes good things happen. And then other times you have the Lakers this season, who I, I know we just lost to, so they're winning something. But <laughs> you have the Lakers this season who were just like, why did you go get Westbrook? Like, it, it's just not working out. And it was not the right move um, for for them um, or for the organization, you know, and, and even for the league. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see um, what happens, where things go and it's going to be rough for the jazz. If you're able to keep Donovan and go bare term, and you're able to get to the new um, TV deal, like there's some potential for things in the future. If you're able to make it through Bojan and Conley's contracts, which both I think have a couple more years after this, like again, and then get a big free agent. There's some potential there, but the jazz are going to have to make things work probably the next two seasons with who they have. Um, unless they somehow make a major trade in the off season. And it's possible. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah. So it's, that's kind of like where the jazz are <laughs> long-term, like a lot of money's tied up and there aren't any obvious moves. So I yeah. think, I think what the front office is doing, it might be a little frustrating to the jazz because they see we're losing. We want to fix it. Let's make a move. Now. I think the front office has been very patient. I think the Ingalls move, their hands are kind of tied. That move made 100% sense. Yeah. So I think they'll be patient and they won't because they like the jazz team. I think the sum is greater than the individual parts. So I, I think they realize that like Mike Conley is more valuable to the jazz than he is to probably any other organization. So trading him, you're not going to get something better. And you're that's not. kind of a tough situation to be in, but you know, like, if if the right move comes up, you have Conley there, you have Bojan there, which have enough salary or good pieces that you have pieces there. The downside is you don't have any picks. So yeah. maybe maybe one thing the Jazz might want to be looking at is trading, like, players in the, like, Rudy Gay tier and, and trying, and trying to, to pick yeah. up some picks to to be prepared for a trade down the line. No, and it's really interesting, right? Since the question is, like, when you look at the moves the Jazz have made, what moves have been bad moves? What moves have been the wrong moves? And looking at it, like, I don't want to include draft moves. Like, the draft is hard. I don't want to say, oh, well, they didn't draft Kawhi Leonard, right? Like, I don't necessarily want to go with that. (laughs) And you look at it and you're like, okay, maybe had they offered Gordon Hayward the max contract extension right when he got it, so that he wasn't get, right when he had that um, option a few years before he left. Like maybe you have Mitchell Hayward and um and Gobert right now. Maybe Hayward doesn't get hurt. Maybe he doesn't get hurt. But even then, let's put even then, if you have Hayward, does Donovan Mitchell turn into who he's going to be? Um, this is true. Does he get the time he gets? Does he become a young superstar? Or if Hayward's on the team, do you still pick up Mitchell or do you pick someone else entirely? Like going back and changing things like that is a big, is a big deal. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but we really appreciate you guys for watching. Um, Please remember to leave a like um, comment and subscribe so that we're able to um, do this giveaway. We really want to give away a hat. So Um, And we're super excited. Have fun with the All-Star break. And we will see you again next Saturday after the Dallas Mavericks game. Go Jazz!